It sounds crazy, but the Kings are actually on the brink of eliminating the Oilers. No, I didn't hit my head. That's actually real life true facts. We're going to talk about the Kings win over Edmonton, plus look ahead to the Ontario Reign facing off against the Colorado Eagles. All of that is going to be on today's episode of Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, you're listening to Locked on Kings, your favorite podcast about your favorite hockey team, the Los Angeles Kings, who are doing the unexpected. They have the Oilers on the brink of elimination, which basically makes this the most hilarious timeline. Uh, We're going to talk about that on today's show. We're going to take a look forward at the Ontario Reign facing off against the Colorado Eagles in the next round of the AHL playoffs. And to do it all, we've got friend of the program, Reign aficionado, TJ Tynan defender, Jay Foster here to join us to talk about uh, our, our our teams. And uh, I am back from gallivanting around the California coast. And I did cool things like look at otters and, and look at seals and be in the correct time zone to experience Kings games without staying up until one in the morning. Uh, so really a great time was had by all and uh, very excited to uh, to talk about the Kings beating the Oilers in a game that I sort of feel like neither team should have won <laughs> like like everyone should have been disqualified from that game and told to come back tomorrow and try again when they would like to play hockey instead of just the absolute i feel like every single so i didn't watch the game live i watched the the recap and then i watched the, the full game um every single goal highlight and i feel like i said i said this to you in a in a text was um every single highlight from that game you could have set to the benny hill music and it would have been appropriate like, especially, yeah. I think, the first Oilers goal where Mike Smith, excuse me, where Jonathan Quick somehow ends up, like, halfway into the stands mm-hmm. and then Zach Castian scores a goal. I didn't... Yeah. Yeah, that was, sure that was, like... Sure just, around. It was just super, like, Connor McDavid totally recognizing the reality of the situation, which was everyone is paying attention to Connor McDavid mm-hmm. and rightfully no one was paying attention to Zach Cassian because which is justified. Right. Yeah. Why, why would you? I don't want, I don't want paying attention to him. And that's it. Um, right. And but, yeah. Goal. Like, but like is it but, just a, but, a true, a true comedy of errors in basically yeah. every single way. Yeah, pretty much like, and, and you know, the, the, the Kings kind of, falling apart a little bit in the third period where they decided to just let their special teams take over and the special teams are bad. So the Oilers scored twice in the power play and once shorthanded, which really is just kind of a, a mood killer. Um, Phil Deneau at least scored on the power play. The Kings have two power play goals in this whole series and they both belong to my best friend, Phil Deneau. So, you know, that's, that's cool. But like, I do, I, I am very excited that Adrian Kempe finally got on the board. These were actually, I, it makes sense now that I hear it because obviously he was only around for one other Kings playoff run and it was that terrible one where like no one did anything against mm. Vegas. Um, I think he already has more goals in this series, Adrian Kempe by himself, than the entire LA Kings roster had in that series. Pretty much. Vegas. I think yeah, there were was... like 
three goals in that series, and Kempe has two now. So, yeah, so he's getting there. Um, yeah. So they're like his first playoff goals. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. But also I hate it because it feels like he's been here forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he – I don't know when – but, yeah, because the last time the Kings were good was, like, 2014. So I feel like a yeah. lot of and a lot of the current roster, you know, Bar, Kopitar, Brown, mm-hmm. Quick, like, you know, act, it's, it's always like act like you've been here before, except they haven't. Haven't, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised that it took him a few games to, to figure it out. Uh, I do feel like – and I feel like this is kind of an Adrian Kempe thing in general. That like once he figures it out, mm-hmm. he's, he is good to go. You know, I would yeah. not be surprised to see him score in tomorrow's game. Yeah, tonight's yeah. game. Yeah. I don't know when the scouts. Uh, we're yeah. recording on Wednesday yeah. night, so um, <laughs> I would not be surprised to see him score again because I feel like he's one of those guys that maybe takes a little while to get going, but then it's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to score six goals in the next four yeah. games or something stupid. So yeah. um, I do yeah. think we should also touch on as well uh, the. Speaking of our best, largest Quebecoirist son, uh, Donnell Nurse did did a crime uh, yeah. against Bill Snow. And so now, unfortunately, um, I do believe under the, the California law, we do have to <laughs> banish him. From yeah, that's fine. Earth. That's fine. Yeah. Darnell Nurse suspended <laughs> one game for headbutting. Um, Phil Deneau, which, you know, much like Brendan Lemieux biting a man, these are lessons that you learn when you're like five to not do. And yet here we are with grown men being like, know what I'm going to do? I'm going to headbutt you. Um, Super frustrating that that wasn't like called in the moment. Um, I think partially because Deneau seemed okay after it. Like, yeah. I watched it, so I watched it live, and I only really just kind of got, you know, live at, at regular speed, and I only really yeah. just kind of caught it before the camera panned away. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch it afterwards, it, like, it's, like, slowed down and everything. Obviously, the headband happens, and then, you know, kind of, like, his head goes yeah. back, and then he kind of recovers. Yeah. And I think if he hits the deck, then mm-hmm. that's probably called. But I yeah. think because it seems like such a non-event, I wouldn't be surprised. And especially because I think there was, like, more shenanigans going on around them. As yeah. well, I mean, I this, this whole game was the normal shenanigan, not like yeah. a grown man headbutting another grown man. Yeah, just super normal. And I feel like this game and the last game, the the previous game was the one where at the very end, like six dudes ended up with ten uh, minute misconducts. This game had, you know, just I feel like the third period, like was any of it played at even strength? Like not really. Um, they also find Zach Cassian for cross checking Sean Dursey. Uh, which, which again, I feel like, like that should be punishable by California law. Like, how yeah. dare you? Right. How does that like, best boy? Our smallest son. How right, dare you? Know. What do you even do, Zach Cassian, check and mooch off of Conor McDavid? That, that's which, about way, it. It's still I think, hilarious. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring this up, but uh, it's still hilarious that they are teammates now, considering Zach Cassian legitimately tried to murder Conor McDavid mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Like, his rookie season. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But they're cool now. They're cool now. He's setting them up for yeah. goals. Okay, so yeah, it's all it's all good. Um, there was a stat, and of course now I have lost it because I am the person who has four hundred thousand tabs open on their computer. All right, who will keep you company if not for all of these but, tabs? Right, they're my emotional support tabs. Um, there was a a stat about Adrian Kempe, who I think 
the gist of it was that he has the most scoring chances off the rush out yes, of anyone in the playoffs. Seven of them. Yeah. And so far through four games, he has seven scoring chances off the rush, which I think leads yeah. both teams. It might yeah. lead everyone in the playoffs, but I'm not. I def- for sure it's in this series. Yeah. He leads. I remember seeing that tweet as well. Um, yeah. And there was also one. something about how the Oilers, when McDavid and Dreisaitl have scored in this series, that they lose the game. <laughs> that, that feels right. It, it's it's like, like a reverse yeah. jinx. <laughs> yeah. It's like there was a really bonkers stat, uh, not to make this about the Blue Jackets, but like up until I think like mid-March, there was this really bonkers stat where if Cole Sillinger had scored a goal, the Blue Jackets were like 11-0 and when Cole Sillinger scored a goal in, in a game, right? And then they finally broke the streak and they lost when he scored. And it feels like the reverse of that. Like you wouldn't think a guy like Cole Sillinger could, you know, change the tide of a game like that, but you, you'd think... It, chances are, if McDavid and or Dreisaitl is scoring a goal, well, first of all, they're probably scoring at least two. And second right. of all, you would think that they would they would win the game just by right. more of averages of, you know, how good McDavid is. But unfortunately, yeah. um, I feel like this will lead into the best, the best segment within a segment, which is the uh, let's make fun of Mike Smith. For- yes three to five minutes because right. uh, we found someone that Connor McDavid can't overcome. And yeah. it's his own goalie being unable to stop a beach ball. Yeah. It's I, I tweeted this out that just like every time the broadcaster is like, Oh, Mike Smith lost control of the puck. Oh, Mike Smith is like out of position. <laughs> like Mike Smith misplayed the puck. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Tell me more. On. Tell me I do more. Attempt that, you know that that Grinch gif with the smile, which is really yeah, slower than his like, ears do the thing. I'm yes. like, yes, that's that's yeah. me whenever Mike Smith gets mentioned. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I you know, from, from a like ahead. entertainment standpoint, you know, watching Mike Smith lose his net and play a puck and then accidentally like pass it to the other team and then have to like hurl himself in front of the net to stop it is like fun to watch. But also, like, I'm not a goalie. But I feel like you don't want to put yourself in that position very often. It's not generally accepted to be a successful <laughs> method. Yeah. Um, and I say this as someone who does personally subscribe to the Jonathan Quick school of catfighting a laser pointer, mm-hmm. uh, goalie techniques, and other things too. Um, but he just makes such baffling decisions all the time and i think there's a you know there's, there's there was a lot of jokes about you know the the have signed 41 year old mike smith to a two-year contract i'm sure that's mm-hmm. going to work out well and i don't think it's the fact that he's getting old and can't move as well as he used to yeah no he's decision making like, is just yeah. bonkers and it's just yeah. absolutely it makes no sense i don't get it and yeah. i don't understand i, mean, yeah, I don't understand anything about the oilers about- but like especially mike smith's decision making yeah, he did the same stuff. Like, that's what he's known for is being the puck handler. Like, he did the same mm-hmm. nonsense in like Arizona. And he's you been know. doing this nonsense for the past 25 years or however long he's been in yeah. the NHL because he's a million yeah. years old. But man. Yes. I just like, I don't. Bless. 
I don't know why Edmonton didn't go out and get a goal. We need to move on. We can't we can't keep talking about Mike Smith on this Lockdown LA Kings podcast. I don't understand why the Edmonton Oilers were like, we don't we don't need to go out and get a goalie. We are perfectly happy running with 41-year-old Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen, who has been only okay. I actually I actually quite like Miko Koskinen. Um unfortunately he uh, played for Edmonton, which right. is where goalie development goes to die. Yeah. Um, and he has had all of his spark and potential beaten out of him by yeah. the fact that their defense is like the corpse yeah. of Duncan Keith and that, that's it. Who else? The... And, and Darnell Nurse, who is suspended. Darnell Nurse, who is suspended now. Darnell yeah. is the only competent defenseman who they will not have for the next game. Yeah, good move. Good move. Get yourself suspended for the game your team could be eliminated on. And I think mm-hmm. you mentioned a great mm-hmm. thing that'll wrap this segment up, which is the corpse of Duncan Keith. If you watch the overtime goal that Adrian Kempe scores, it's like the Simpsons thing of like you can see the exact moment that his heart breaks, kind of thing. You can Someone see the exact a moment. series of screen yes. caps that was like yes. Adrian Kempe approaching Duncan Keith, Adrian Kempe drawing uh-huh. level with Duncan Keith, Adrian Kempe skating past him as mm-hmm. he spins uselessly like a yes. like one Keith of those on children's toys, and then Adrian yes. Kempe scoring goal. And yes. it's, the caption was something like, "I think you can pinpoint the moment." Duncan Keith realized he's been hooped by Adrian Kempe, and it just, yeah. yeah. Just, just Sorry, but like d- 10 years ago, Duncan Keith, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. They yeah, don't have he, 10 years ago, Duncan Keith. They have no. 37-year-old Duncan Keith, however old he is. Um, yeah, it's just, it's rough. You love so, to see it. You know, yeah, you love to see it. Anyone with, like, you know, animosity towards Chicago, I feel like that was a great moment of, like, just, just it was beautiful to watch. Brings a tear to the eye. To watch, yeah, you know, ten out of for uh, yeah. making Duncan Keith look silly specifically, but also ten out of ten on uh, beautiful boy Adrian Kempe scoring the overtime game winner. Yeah, and his celebration, the like, wonderful, wonderful. I feel like I could do a whole no, show no, no. on Adrian Kempe celebrations, but uh, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about the rain next. Uh, there will be plenty more Adrian Con- Kempe content to come because I'm sure he's gonna. Uh, do something cool in the next game. Fingers crossed uh, that it goes fun and good. But we'll talk about Rock Auto real quick before we get into uh, talking about the rain. And uh, if you don't know what Rock Auto is, well, if you have a car, you probably should know what Rock Auto is. Or if someone in your life has a car, which is probably all of you, uh, you should know what rockauto.com is. If you are looking for a great place to get car parts, uh, replacement parts, cool things to add on to your car to make it more exciting and fun and you know, carish. Uh, RockAuto.com is a great place to go uh, because you can get basically anything you want for a great price, and it's super easy. It's super like quick. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to put on pants. You don't have to talk to anybody, which are really my like three main qualifications for uh, things that I want to do. You can go to their website. It's great to uh, to just go and browse around. You can put in the make and the model of your car. You can see exactly what parts they have and see the great low low prices available for all of these cool car parts so go and explore their website today and find the solution to your auto part needs Uh, you can go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on how to hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and now we turn to the hl because the rain are getting ready uh, tonight, Wednesday, they begin 
their series against the Colorado Eagles, which is the series I wanted the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at the... So it was either going to be Colorado or Henderson because of the way the seeding fell. No, apology. We pull up the the Pacific Division is so the the AHL is stupid as a as a rule for the playoffs. Yeah, they like um, they reseeded like the Pacific Division reseeded for the next round. So yes, so Stockton faced lowest. So Stockton is facing. Mm-hmm. The lowest of the three seeds that went through in the first round. So, mm-hmm. so um, hang on. So the first round ha- was Ontario versus San Diego. Ontario was the highest seed. They won. Colorado versus Henderson. Colorado was the highest seed, and they also won two nothing. Uh, and then Bakersfield versus Abbotsford. Uh, Bakersfield also won. They are the fourth seed, I believe. So the seeding goes in that order. It is uh, Stockton, Ontario. Colorado and Bakersfield. So it's one versus four, two versus three, which means we have to face Colorado, which, like you said, is the is the series that I least wanted, with the exception of maybe Abbotsford. If Abbotsford had somehow managed to pull off a, an upset on Bakersfield, uh, I feel like they had given the rain a lot of trouble in the regular season. But, um, yeah, it would have been a case of... I don't actually think it would have mattered who came out of that series mm-hmm. because of the way the seeding works. Uh, Colorado and Henderson were both above Bakersfield and Abbotsford, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah. So it would it would have been it would have been Colorado or Henderson. And honestly, Henderson would have been the more favorable matchup. Colorado is uh, a pain in the butt to, mm-hmm. uh, to keep it PG. And, like, the interesting thing about Colorado is, you know, I, I pulled up their roster just to kind of get an idea of what's going on there. Colorado is just full of a bunch of dudes. Like, It is a very you know, dude-heavy roster. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bunch of guys who, like, Kiefer Sherwood, Dylan Sakura, uh, Jason Megna, uh, a lot of these guys are people who have been around for a while. Um, Dennis Gilbert's been around for a little bit. Uh, they do feature... Uh, former Kings prospect Roland McKeon, uh, he who leads the team in playoff scoring at the moment. Um, but this is just like a like Colorado's in that place where like they don't have a ton of high powered prospects because they're all in the NHL and they mm-hmm. you know keep doing the good thing good team thing where they trade away like prospects and futures to to make their NHL team even more terrifying. Yeah. But like. There's no one on this team that I'm like, oh, you, you. Not but, you. Right. However, I will say, I will say, I was looking, so I was doing a, a playoff preview for Phil Pass Hockey and looking at the season series between these two teams. Um, so a couple of, couple of, I would say fun stats, but they're not fun stats. They played six times in, in the regular season. Colorado won four of them. Uh, they played five times in the month of April, and Colorado won four of those five, uh, including the the eight one win. Don't talk about. Um, and yeah, this is a bunch of dudes. However, um, both Kiefer Sherwood, who is leading the the team in scoring with or led the team in scoring for the season with seventy five points in fifty seven games, and Dylan Sakura, who had second place with 73 points in 60 games, 
Uh, both of those guys had each in the season series. So eight points in six games. Uh, Sherwood had, you know, one of them had a hat trick. I forget which one. I want to say Dylan Sakara, but please don't quote me on that. Uh, Kings fan slash Rain fan. So those two guys specifically, like on the surface, I'm like, yeah, that's just that's just a dude. Um, I'm vague. I'm familiar with the the Sakuras and the the Sherwoods because both mm-hmm. of them have brothers who were or are in the uh, Columbus system for a little while. Um, but yeah, I I remember looking at and being like, Kiefer Sherwood is leading this team in scoring. I guess. Yeah. Uh, however, they have both made the rain extremely sad this season. So I would look for them to to do the same. Um, on the plus side, uh, TJ Tynan, uh, I believe, led the rain in scoring for the season series. He had six points in those six games, uh, including one just a just a casual four point night. Uh, yeah, in what I believe was the only rain win against Colorado in the month of April. So the, of the five games they played, the one that they won was kind of mm-hmm. TJ Tynan, just a casual, just a casual four point night for yeah. um, TJ Tynan, who we are going to talk about in great detail in just a minute, I'm sure, because the subtitle of this show is "Locked on Kings" brackets, actually "Locked on TJ Tynan" close brackets. <laughs> um, but yeah, on the on the surface, Colorado might be the favorite for this series, despite being the lower seed. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have had the rain's number all season. Uh, the rain have looked okay in the playoffs so far. Obviously, they went two and zero against uh, the goals, but the goals were the seventh seed, and also the rain constantly bullied the goals anyway. Um, this might be real, real adversity for the rain for the first time in the playoffs and i also will say before i will stop talking and and <laughs> allow you to, to say something um the the rain and the eagles have only f- faced each other in the playoffs once before and it was last season yeah. in that weird bubble situation that the pacific division did when they were like we're not handing out the calder cup and the pacific division was like fine we'll make our own tournament <laughs> in a bubble uh-huh, uh-huh. in arizona or wherever it was um and they ended up losing to the Colorado Eagles, five to four in overtime. Uh, I believe that was the only playoff game that they played last season, mm-hmm. and Colorado sent them home. So there yeah. is going to be some bad blood, some animosity there. Um, I don't necessarily think this is like a, a Goliath slaying thing, but mm-hmm. for a team that has been as dominant as the Rain against like literally every opponent except maybe Stockton this season, I think this this is gonna. I think this might be a bit of a surprise series for, let's say, the the casual rain fans that are mm-hmm. only tuning in because it's the it's the playoffs, you know. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with casual fans; we love casual fans. Yeah. But I feel like people who haven't necessarily followed this team as closely as, you know, for example, you and I this season. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they're about to get a shot about yeah. the Colorado Eagles. Yeah, we'll. Uh, there's a couple other things that I thought were interesting to to point out, and we'll get to those uh, in just a minute. And then, of course, as you previewed. We'll spend some time celebrating TJ Tynan uh, in in our final segment of the show. But before we get to that, would you like to tell the people listening about some delicious snacks? I sure would. So this summer, I uh, am actually doing a charity hike. I am going to be walking an extremely long way around a very big lake. 
and I will be bringing snacks with me because when you're walking that much and it's you know it's gonna be sunny you need a bunch of calories but you want to eat the right kind of thing you know you don't want to take a bunch of candy bars and um well last time I mostly took granola bars and then a flask of Jagerbomb or whatever it is Jagermeister uh because of reasons this year I'm gonna be bringing as many built bars as I can physically fit in my little hiking bag. Because the thing about Built Bars is they are both healthy and delicious and they're super filling. They're covered in 100% real chocolate and uh, you don't have to sacrifice the taste for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. They make out, they they figure out how to make it taste good and then they make it healthy instead of the other way around. So you don't get that kind of gas store, like the waxy texture, you know, the peanut butter doesn't taste like peanut butter the mint tastes like toothpaste like you don't get that with built bar it tastes like what it's supposed to taste like and here's the best bit about built bar well okay no there's two best bits about built bar i discovered today that there is a new flavor of built bar coming which i personally am extremely excited about uh they have these built puffs which are kind of a marshmallowy delicious soft bar um also covered in 100 real chocolate and they are bringing out a white chocolate birthday cake built puff uh, which I believe is just going to be like a big birthday cake flavored marshmallow covered in white chocolate. And hey, like who wouldn't want that? Um, but if you want that, you can go to build.com. All of the built bars, your little heart desires. Here's the best bit though. If you use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. Once again, that is built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you can get 15% off your order. I mean, now I just want to think about birthday cake puff. Like, I I know what I'm doing when we're done here, and it's called going yeah, it to build.com build. yeah. uh, to, to investigate my options. Uh, a couple of other things that I, I noted that I wanted to point out about this series, which, again, I also think can be, you know, you, you mentioned, like, last year it was the 5-4 overtime game. I feel like we might see a lot of that this might be a who can score the most goal i mean obviously the whole point of hockey is who can score the most goals you win the game but like you know this feels game, like a series, like every yes. game in this series could be a more competent version of what we watched the kings do last yes night. yes i was just thinking that like <laughs> and also the same like wild mood swings of oilers shut the kings out like six to nothing kings shut the oilers out like i feel like we could also get that same vibe um from this series. Uh, and I think uh, something that's going to be pretty crucial uh, for, for both teams really is going to be special teams again, much like the Kings, although the mm -hmm. rain actually have a competent power play, which is something the Kings sadly don't know anything about. Uh, the rain had not only the best power play in the league this season, but um, according to uh, John Hoven, uh, the, the mayor uh, he he reported that this was actually the best power play in AHL history, which oh I did not know that, that I didn't sense. either. Yeah, but, but why? Yeah, I it, still we talked about this before. Why didn't the the Kings just take the rain power play and airlift them as one and put right. them down in Los Angeles and be like right Go or, nuts. or like like I I joked on Twitter. I'm like you know can we just show the Kings clips of whoever, I think like Toronto had the best power play in the NHL this season. Like whoever it is, like, can we just show them clips? We don't even need to, we don't even need to coach them. We just need to be like, see what they're doing here. Do that. Um, 
And we could do that with the rain. We can just show the king's highlights of what the rain do and be like, oh, look. And like, look, just you move. You move around. <laughs> like, Pass the puck to right, the person. Anyone. Three feet away. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I, I cannot um, rant about the LA Kings power play anymore. I feel like I've done a solid six or seven <laughs> minutes of it on this very show before about how the setup is bad and wrong and weird and should feel bad about itself. Um, yeah. I will say, in terms of special teams, the power play, very, very good. However, penalty kill, not great. Uh, they were, I believe, 27th of 31 teams. In the regular mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. The but do you, do, do you know? Do you know who was number twenty-eight? No. Is it? Is it? Is it going to make me laugh? Uh, it's Colorado. Oh, okay. So it, this could be a. This could just be a. Who wants a power play goal? Everyone gets a power play goal. Yes. Series. Yes. Um. Although Colorado, Colorado... I believe, was tenth. In the in the regular season on the power play, so maybe they can win they were, like that. But... They were 18th. Oh, 18th! Wow. Yeah, they okay, were so decidedly yeah. mediocre. That's that's extremely mediocre. Um, and one uh, one other thing as well, I wanted to to kind of point out when you talked about who's going to score the most goals. Um, Eustace Anunen for the Colorado Eagles was not very good in the regular mm-hmm. season. Uh, he had an 8.93 save percentage. Uh, he had a ranking four, 13, and six, and a goals against average of 3.01. Like, really, only two of those, only one of those stats is really relevant in terms of, like, his actual performance, uh, and that is that he had an 893 save percentage. So the Eagles kind of won in spite of him mm-hmm. uh, this season, I would say. However, in the playoffs so far, he's played two games. He has allowed four goals on 60 shots, for a oh, no. 933 save percentage in the playoffs oh. so far. Which Hate it. could be a problem. Conversely, Matt Valalta, who I think was very good for the rain in the regular season, at a 903 save percentage, 28, 10, and 7, goals against, goals against average of 2.98 in the regular season. So far in the playoffs, he's allowed six goals and 53 shots for an 8.87 save percentage. Yeah. So that could be a little yeah. spicy. So I think that, you know, for as much as we were talking about San Diego maybe being a, a goalie battle between uh, Velalta and uh, what's-his-face, Lucas Dostal, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so bad what's at names. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Um, this could also be... Like, that's fine. This could also be a goalie battle, but kind of in the other way of more of a, like, who's not going to allow six goals every game instead of, you know, who's shutting things down. Um, and and Valalta, I think this season is maybe the most consistent I've seen him be. Um, he definitely in the past has been prone to being the guy who's like, oops, I gave up a shot on the first goal or a goal in the first shot I faced. Um, and I feel like there's been a lot less of that this season, although how much of it is him and how much of it is the team in front of him, I don't really know, but, um, it seems like he's settled down a lot more. And so, you know, maybe he's just as needed some time to kind of like settle into the series, um, to kind of get the feel of playoff hockey to, to see, you know, to, to hopefully be a little more reliable for this series. Um, yeah. But... And the thing about the, the AHL playoffs as well is that obviously they're, they're up to five game series is. Mm-hmm. Now, but that first round was a three-game series, you know, and sometimes a goalie goalies can get hot for like yeah 
Well, Gornish can get hot for an entire playoffs, you know, Kings fans yeah. understand this. They, well, they were shown quick in 2012. Um, but, like, two games I don't think is unreasonable for a goalie mm-hmm. to be like, I'm going to have back-to-back amazing games, or I'm going to have yeah. back-to-back games where I just poop myself from yeah. start to finish. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think either of these stats is necessarily representative of who these goalies are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it could, yeah, like you say, it, it could get, it could be a challenge of which team doesn't allow six goals. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, again, just to kind of reiterate, this series is just going to be a slightly more competent version of last night's Kings yeah. game. Uh, yeah. Which, if you like mess, tune into yeah. the rain, I guess. Yeah, it's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. Um, yeah, I'm I'm both looking forward and not looking forward to this series. It does kick off tonight, Wednesday, uh, in Colorado. Like you said, these are a five-game series, but because the AHL likes to save on travel uh, for non-regional kind of opponents, the first two games are going to be played at Colorado. The last three games, however many are necessary, are going to be played in Ontario. So you get the home ice advantage, you just get it kind of on the back end of the series, which yes. I guess... I wondered if that was a rain decision. Obviously, as the higher seed, they could decide whether mm-hmm. to do the home ice first or not, because I was looking and I was like, wow, they could potentially be coming back to Ontario down 2 nothing in this series mm-hmm. and they've got to win every game. Like, that's, that is a brave, that is a brave yeah. move to pull. But yeah. I guess it makes sense yeah. that they don't do, like... Two games in Ontario, then two games in Colorado, and mm-hmm. then if they have to do another game in Ontario, blah blah blah. But my my favorite is they do this with San Diego a lot, and I'm glad that like we don't have to endure this this year because we eliminated them already. Um, they have in the past done one 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 one. Oh, like, I hate that. Yeah, they just you know if if you're basically in driving distance of each other, sometimes they do that, yeah. uh, and it's very. It, I mean, San Diego is what like two hours. Yeah, something like that. Ontario, that's too far to drive every other day. Yeah. And I don't know if coming from a, a person who is like, oh, a 15-minute drive? No, thank you. Um, but two hours after, a, two hours to a game, driving back that night and then doing the same thing two days later sounds like yeah. hell, especially no. if you are a very tall hockey player crammed onto what mm-hmm. is probably a very uncomfortable bus. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, first home game for the rain uh, is Sunday, May 15th. So if you're in the area, I highly recommend going out to watch a rain game in person. They are always a good time. And uh, we're going to close today with talking about our most valuable player, TJ Tynan, who, listen, we caught it here first. We did like a whole episode basically talking about why TJ Tynan should get the MVP award for the AHL. And they listened to us. Uh, they named him MVP. Uh, he is now just the fifth player in league history to win back-to-back MVP awards. He won it last year with, uh, surprise, the Colorado Eagles. Uh, he was part of that organization. So he's also going to be, you know, back-facing his old his old team in this round. Uh, the last time a player won back-to-back was Paul Gardner in 1985 and 1986, basically before any of the people on this team were born. <laughs> Which I hate. Yeah, I aging is a, a hellscape, and also everyone on this team is a child except for like Brett Sutter. Um, yeah, but yeah, TJ Tynan. We did a whole episode on should it be him or Andrew Paderalski, and apparently, the league listened to our very good opinions and extremely, Obviously. extremely convincing debate points. I thought, 
and yeah, I think it, it's well-deserved. I'm not going to rehash the whole what makes them the most valuable player, because you should just go listen to that episode of Logs on Kings. But I think, <laughs> you know, as good as Martin Furk and Jarrett Anson-Dolan have been this season, how good that top line has been, I just, yeah. I don't, I, I can see an argument in giving it to Podorowski, who obviously hit the century mark for the first time in like a bajillion years. Um, mm-hmm. Tynan was three points behind him with, I think, 11 less games played. And yeah. he did it without having Stefan Nason on his yeah. wing. Yeah. It, like it, sometimes it's it just, this. sometimes it's just a really easy decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There are, there's a couple of stats in the, the AHL's like press release article about uh, the, the naming of TJ Tynan as MVP that I think are both like mind blowing and also I think speaks to why he won this award. Um, he scored an average of 1.58 points per game, which is the highest for any skater over a full AHL season in the last 15 years. Uh, 84 assists tied for third most in a season in AHL history. Uh, he went consecutive games without an assist just twice all year. Uh, he had 32 multiple point games uh, as opposed to 11 games with no points. He had a 13 game assist streak that was the longest in the AHL since 2012. Uh, he factored in on the scoring of 49 power play goals for the rain, uh, 46 assists, three goals. And they point out, this is the thing that like just totally. This is my favorite little blows stat. my mind. <laughs> 12 AHL teams did not score that many power play goals all season. 49 power play goals he was involved in. Uh, And it noted in here, uh, like I said earlier, the rain set an AHL record for efficiency on the power play, 27.5%. So this is just a monster season from a player who has always been very, very good at this level. And, you know, he, he joins... He, he joins players, you know, some of the more recent uh, AHL All-Stars include guys like Tyler Johnson, Jason Spezza, uh, Dan Carr, who's I think over in Europe now. Like just some of these guys are just, you know, very, very good at this level. But I think TJ Tynan has blown all of his past competition out of the water with the season he's had this year. So uh, very good very good to see him do this uh even if he wasn't on the rain he's a player who i have enjoyed watching his career uh after covering him in chicago uh so i'm glad yeah, he achieved I, this, this with us Here. as someone who kind of didn't i wasn't covering the team then but obviously he was on the lake Erie monsters mm-hmm. champion mm-hmm. team and i remember being so sad when i don't remember if they traded him or if he just left mm-hmm. in, in free agency or but um, I remember being so sad because yeah. he went to he went to Vegas, I think, the Vegas organization, mm-hmm. and that's when he played for mm-hmm. the Chicago Wolves, obviously. Um, and so yeah, I've kind of followed his followed his career, and now I'm like I'm just I'm so happy that yeah. he's succeeding, and also that I get to I get to cover him as yeah. in this kind of historic season that he's yeah. having. Yeah, and he definitely has obviously a ton of postseason experience, like you said one with the Lake Erie Monsters. He went to the finals with Chicago in 2019. Uh, so as we're um, as we're looking for the rain to go on this playoff run, uh, he has a lot of valuable experience in the room uh, to bring. Uh, does what what are the dogs' feelings on TJ Tynan? 
Um, I don't find out. Hey, Jack, do we like TJ Tyner? Do we like TJ Tyner? I think I think that is a yes. His tail is going like yeah, this and his little tongue. You see this? This if you're not watching this on YouTube, everyone, you're really missing out because there's a very, a great dog, dog a very good dog on the screen. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's a great place to leave it. Congratulations to TJ Tynan for being awesome, and hopefully he can help lead that awesomeness and lead that rain power play through this matchup with the Colorado Eagles. I think it'd also be really cool to see him beat his old team. That's always fun. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, that series again starts tonight. The Kings' next game against the Oilers is tomorrow, so we've got just lots of hockey um, all, all, all day, all the time coming at you. Uh, so that is it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we're going to see what happens. Uh, Jay, for people who want to hear more from you, want to read about the rain or you know just experience your great thoughts and ideas, where can they find you? Uh, so you can find all my written work over at failpasshockey.com. Uh, you can follow me over at FPH Rain, which I do not tweet from as often as I should, but it exists. Um, honestly, the best follow is probably my uh, personal Twitter. That's where all of the, the King's thoughts, the Rain thoughts. Um, I can't in good conscience recommend paying attention to the Blue Jackets because they are a constant disappointment. But uh, all of my Blue Jackets and my Cleveland Monsters thoughts go there as well. Uh, there's also going to be some very good dog pictures going up there. Um at some point, also a picture of a really good cake that I bought today. Um, so you can find all of that at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. And uh, you can find Locked on Blue Jackets wherever you find Locked on Kings. If you, like me, hate joy and love to be miserable by your sports team. Yeah. It's just just suffering all the way down. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. The show's on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. The show is, of course, available wherever you get your podcasts, also YouTube. Uh, just, you know, pull it up on your favorite app of choice, search for it, subscribe to it, hit the notification button so you never miss out on a future episode. And make sure you keep listening as we follow along with the Kings and the Rain uh, as they continue their, on the one hand, improbable, on the one hand, incredibly probable playoff runs. Uh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network your team every day.